Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Rob. And welcome once again to the Hollowdale Media Podcast. We're back. We're officially returning to you. To your ears. How delightful. We had a little warm-up last time. Now we're back with a B-movie classic. Taking it back to our roots. We're taking it back to what it's all about. The wonderful, wonderful B-movie genre. Absolutely. As we are filmmakers ourselves, it's good to celebrate the nonsense that exists before. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a film that what we're going to watch today is something that you watch it and you... I mean, as filmmakers, Adam, we know how difficult it is to make a movie. Yes. And how much work you have to put in to make a movie and how much planning. So when you see a film where the acting is so bad and the story is so bad and you learn that millions of pounds or millions of dollars have been poured into it, you do wonder, how did they manage it? Yes. Although, that said, more films need someone to say... Unleash the ninjas! Yeah, that's Or whatever true. it was they said. And then suddenly an army of ninjas on the oh, playground. Yeah. yeah, they tick... In many ways, they tick more boxes than they cross, I'd say. They uh, they do better. They do good. It's a flipping masterpiece. Yeah. In the summer... Right, well, we'll talk more on that shortly. Uh, but meanwhile, yes, it's been a Christmas since we last talked to you people. Yeah, like lots has happened in the film industry. Lots of controversy. There's been a slap. And there's been a a comedy storming of the stage. There's been a trial. And yeah, Um, and the whole time we've been off. Yeah, that's true. In in hindsight, maybe they were the things we should have come back to talk about. Uh, Although on the other hand, it means we can't put our foot in anything. You know, we can't say anything Ah. bad and then it turns out that it's wrong. You know, we can't pick a, a side for the trial, and then it turns out the other guy was more abusive. Well, or you're already crossing. I'm not. I'm not saying guy or girl, guy either or. We're just gonna stay away from yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, we just and, stay away. Yeah, we're fine. No, there's gonna be no hair jokes. Yeah, apart from Rob. <laughs> All right, shush. Gray is good. Do you know what the good thing about losing Fortnite Schmortnite is? We never have to talk about anything controversial again. Whenever some sort of argument or debate comes out. We can just avoid it entirely. Oh, that's a very good point. And you know what? We haven't explained that because that was in the lost episode that will never be aired except maybe on Patreon. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are a slimmed down podcast. Yeah. So, no news. We can talk about, we can talk, we can waffle a bit, but, but mainly we're just going to talk about the film now. Yeah. No reviews. Although, you know, we'll have little mini reviews. But yeah, uh, yeah we're going to keep this slim, keep this... Uh, on topic as much as that's possible. Yeah. Uh, we were a podcast based on a radio show, so we had features and gaps, and that doesn't exist in the podcast world. So sod it. Yeah. But we will still cover things we're interested in. Yeah. Such as Mike Myers is back. Oh yeah. Mike Myers is back in a, in a Netflix series called The Pentaverate, right? Mm. Um. So, I mean, how, where has he... I don't know where he's gone. He did love Guru, and he rightly hid. For, for all his time? Yeah, he, he t- took himself away to his little cave. Did he do anything else? No, that was Love Guru. Genuinely, Love Guru killed his career. So, uh, this, has, this has Michael Myers in, and he's playing, like, 12 different characters. I mean, in the first episode alone, he's... It's basically about there's a secret society called the Pentaverate, which are, like, the Illuminati, but they're good guys. Mm-hmm. And they have, throughout time, been, like, helping the world not end itself and okay. like since the black death and in this they got get a uh, dr 
Hobart Clarkin, who's played by Keegan Key, um, to to come in and like help them stop global warming, basically. Right. So the premise is they're saving the world in the modern, modern age. And it's pretty funny, dude. I was I was expecting it to be terrible. It's like a it's kind of hit and miss comedy, but the kind of comedy it is is very old school Wayne's World kind of slapstick like one-liners and stuff. So it's quite refreshing. I've just read it's based on conspiracy theories mentioned in uh, 1993's So I Married an Axe Murderer. Well, it's a well-known fact, Sonny Jim, that there's a secret society of the five wealthiest people in the world, known as the Pentaverit, mm. who run everything in the world, including the newspapers, and meet tri-annually at a secret country mansion in Colorado known as the Meadows. So who's in this Pentaverit? The Queen, the Vatican, the Gettys, the Rothschilds, and Colonel Sanders before he went tits up. I hated the colonel with his wee beady eyes and that smug look on his face. Oh, you're gonna buy my chicken. Oh, oh crazy. So it's the well, interesting. It's a was it a sequel, a spiritual sequel? I love that film. You seen that? I haven't though. No. I've never seen. It's that. fantastic. He plays himself and his dad. His dad, who is an old man, an old tartan man, playing his face. There's a yeah. It, it's an interesting little thing. It's quite fun. It's like there's a lot of nods to Austin Powers in it. They do the quotation thing, and then they, there's like a Key and Peele joke. There's there's all sorts of like little nods to if you're in, into my words. Yeah, so I recommend it. I, I was happy to see him back. And like I say, some of the jokes are a bit missed, but it is funny. It's pleasantly, surprisingly funny. Mm, yes, I might check that out. Uh, did you see the trailer for Avatar? Oh, no, I didn't. The Way of Water? I can't be bothered. Do you remember Avatar? No. Do you remember that film? The highest grossing movie of all time that it once was? Is that the one where someone killed themselves because they couldn't be a blue person? I think it is someone, a woman sneaks into a facility and has sex with a fish man. No. No. That's The Shape of Water. <laughs> uh, what else could it be? Is it... Uh, there's a kid who can like use all four elements. Oh, yeah, the airbender. Yep. Which didn't make us giggle when we saw the trailer in the cinema. No. <laughs> if you remember. Remember yes. we saw Epic Movie. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I watched the trailer for Avatar 2. It looks very cool, actually. It looks pretty uh, pretty awesome. I couldn't. But I don't. I don't have think no yeah. part of me wants to watch it. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm going to watch it. Um, we're on the cusp of, like, all of these. So, not only, like, the big hitters, like the Jurassic World Dominions and the Fours and the... What have you? We've got like uh, a couple well, of I, smaller films coming out as well. I got really, and I can't remember. I've talked about this to people. I don't know if I've said it anywhere, but uh, there was a guy on Twitter who was saying, "Hey, film Twitter, you know how we always moan about how there's no original films on at the cinema? Hmm. Well, guys, maybe you should watch The Northman and uh, the massive weight of unbearable talent original films. Maybe we should go see." Now, I've seen both of those films, and Northman is nothing but a dirty remake of Conan the Barbarian, and a massive weight of unbearable talent, though good, though fun, is My Name is Bruce. Yeah, it's been done. It's not original. So, can we stop lauding stuff that isn't, and just ignoring the actual original stuff, like what I'm really excited for, Black Phone, 
It's them. rage baiting, isn't it? It's this new thing. So and some uh, sure original. some douchebag will say, "Can we just take a moment to realise that someone's not recognising this?" Yeah, yeah, true. And it's like, no, but they are. Just f- put in a search engine. I'm really excited for Black Phone. Man. Black Phone, yeah, that is very good. Don't watch it, everyone. Don't watch it. So yes, we're back. Uh, we took the film choice to vote, and you chose not Psycho Cop, which was Rob's pick. But you chose my pick, Miami Connection. I'm happy with either. Psycho Cop did, I mean, the Satanist cop killer is definitely something I'm going to be watching very soon. (laughs) But Miami Connection, wow. Yes. We will discuss very shortly after the intro theme and a little ad thing. Sweet. Y.K. Kim. Y.K. Kim is a modern philosopher, great public speaker, respected author, successful entrepreneur, and world-renowned evangelist of the martial arts. There is no one quite like Y.K. Kim. His ideas have redefined the notion of success in our modern world. He lifted up the quality of people's lives with the New American Dream and U.S. National Exercise. Y.K. Kim serves as a living testament that the American dream is alive and kicking. He left his homeland of Korea in 1976 to come to the US with only his black belt and a heart full of hope, homeless and without a green card. But imbued with an indomitable spirit, he smashed through the barriers before him, shedding blood, sweat, and tears to overcome cultural shock, financial difficulties, and a language barrier to achieve a rare level of success that includes Author of Winning is a Choice, Success in Martial Arts Business, Taekwondo, Health is the Foundation of Success, Taekwondo World, Six Martial Arts World Books, The U.S. National Exercise, and The New American Dream. His next goal is to extend martial arts world to every corner of the earth so that he can spread physical fitness, mental fitness, moral fitness, financial fitness, and life fitness to make our collective dream come true, a healthier and happier world. It is my honor to present to you, my friend and your friend, Grandmaster Y.K. Kim. Well, yes, that's YK, Grandmaster Y.K. Kim. Yeah, what a guy. What a I mean he's a all hitter, isn't he? He's got he's oh. got so many strings to his bow. He's a life coach, a success coach, a martial arts coach. But he's also a failed filmmaker. Yes. Or so he fought. Or so he fought. He kind of falls into the Tommy Wiseau category, doesn't he? He's this guy who comes out of nowhere and gets enough funding to make his own movie. And yeah. sucked, <laughs> but in a really likable way. We're talking about Miami Connection, 1987. Y.K. Kim was met by some film producer who he was a successful martial artist. They made a film. It sucked. But unlike The Room, The Room obviously had a modern audience that went appreciated its terribleness. 
1987, people weren't quite so forgiving. Yeah, there was no nostalgia for this kind of film at that point. It was, uh, the you know, films are good or bad, you know, low-budget good movies, low-budget bad movies, but generally speaking, if you're watching, if you're going to the cinema in the, in the late 80s and you watch this movie, you're going to think it sucks. Yes, and that's why it was completely forgotten and ignored for 22 years. But in 2009, it was found by a film fan who bought a 35mm print on eBay for $35 and released it. That's insane, isn't it? And the cult world exploded around it. That's really crazy, just to have something lost and forgotten about for so long and then to be revived in such a fashion that... I mean, you just showed me a video on YouTube of like them getting the band in the movie back together... And singing to a big crowd of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like There's a reunion thing a couple of years ago. Yeah, so this film is now celebrated as like a, a B-movie kind of masterpiece. Yeah. So, yeah fair. And even, you know, and I'm actually going to go see this in the cinema in June. Prince Charles Cinema. I bought tickets. Wow. It's just one of those films that now will never be forgotten. It's been referenced all over the shop. Some of the music has been used elsewhere. It's... It's going to be remembered forever. What an amazing thing. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to welcome you to my club, Park Avenue, Central Florida's hottest nightclub. We have a special treat for you today. We have a new house band with a new dimension in rock and roll. We have the one, the only, Dragon Sound. So uh, where do we start? Where does it? Where does, where does the, the film start? Where with does it start? Yeah. Oh God. So there's, there's a there's criminals at the start. There's a heist. There's a cocaine uh, criminals swan in and beat up another gang. Well, the ninjas. Ninjas swan in and beat up a gang in Miami. Someone's arm gets chopped off. There's like the good kind of gore where you just see a sword swinging down and then an arm falls off. Very mm. satisfying. Very silly. And then they test the cocaine and go back to the, the headquarters and the club. Yes, and then we go, we flash to a club. There's a lot of just cuts here. There's no real padding or explanation. We then go to a club where uh, the leader of the ninjas, Yashido, played by uh, Sinyung Yo. Oh, that was brave. Oh, that was right. Uh, they. He, Jeff, his henchman, sees on stage his sister. What? With a band? Outrageous. Disgusting. Doing the nicest possible band. There's no rumpy pumpy. This is a band that sings about friendship and happiness and joy and positivity. <laughs> the, ba- the band's called Dragon Sound, and it is. It's the opposite of rock. It's, it's kind of like if you were in between... Uh, Rocky and Creed uh, running through the water. That's what you'd smell off of them. It's, yeah. It's very homoerotic. So the band Dragon Sound, there's unmistakably the lead, I don't know if he's a guitarist, but there's a guy who takes centre stage, and it is Mark, Mark. played by Grandmaster Y.K. Kim. Yeah. Now this guy, you can't mistake. <laughs> he's everywhere. He's grinning, he's gurning, he's running about. He's playing the guitar like a gun. You see how he held it? Yeah. That's strange. Hopping onto the stage to shred out. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting band. But Jeff sees Jane, 
this is the other thing, they've all got the same bloody name. Jeff sees his sister Jane, who's snogging John, the bassist. Hmm. He's not happy about that. So he chases Jane down to college in Orlando and confronts John with Jane. And John is very polite to Jeff. Oh, he's the nicest man. He's so lovely. He says, I've heard so many nice things about you. And then Jeff punches John in the face. And then, thankfully, the rest of Dragon Sound are there to protect him. Jeff, this is my friend John. Well, Jeff, I heard a lot of good things about you. Where'd you find this son of a bitch? He's a friend of mine from school. A friend? How can you act like that? Just shut up! Are these bums your friends? There's just some misunderstanding. You don't understand. I'm her brother. When I tell you to leave her alone, leave her alone. Whatever you say. Just remember what I said if you don't want to get hurt. You don't scare me at all. Jane, I want to talk at to you all. later. Goodbye. As Wikipedia describes, Dragon Sound, which consists of an ethnically diverse group of five men who are best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they arrive and save the day, and we, we finally meet Dragon Sound. They emerge like the Power Rangers, and it's yes, not the first time. It's like you kind of summon them, or whenever they're needed, they all hop into action, jumping over things, but they all kind of... It's like an early days Avengers kind of hop, pose, land, ready to fight, mm, charge into mm, it. And the way they talk and look, they do make me think of the Flanders. Yeah. To reference The Simpsons, they remind me of the kids, the Flander kids. I'm surprised to. I mean, there's no God in it, but it's it's almost like it's like that kind of Christian rock band vibe. It's, it's always, very much the Christian rock band, but it, it's not Christian. It's the power of friendship. The power of friendship, which is cool. It's very wholesome. It's actually like yes. you can't deny that the messages are all pretty good <laughs> in a positive way. Like you know, it's so wholesome. It's almost laughable. <laughs> and I wish, once again, I wish that we recorded us watching this film, how much we could stop laughing. Turns out Dragon Sound lived together. Yeah, and a kind of like free men and a baby, minus the baby, like lovable, I don't know. They just sort of hang around and without their tops on. Yeah, emerging together out of a room, just wearing towels. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have to talk about Jim. 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 We've meet so he's the keyboardist. I yes. want to say, yeah, keyboardist. Right? It's revealed that he has been searching for his father. John, what happened? I don't know. He won't tell me. Huh? No. Jim, right. tell us. What happened? Jim, what is this letter? Tell us. Go ahead. Tell us. Why don't you explain to us? Come on, we're we're your best friends. Sorry, it's hiding from us from you guys. Oh man. Let's... But. But this looks like your brother. I didn't know you have a brother. It's my father. What? This is your real father? Yes, it is. Are you sure? I didn't know you had a father. I thought we are all orphans. mother was Korean. Before we can even gather our thoughts together to understand what the hell is going on, 
we're thrown into this really emotional scene with a character we haven't known long enough <laughs> or wo- care about to, to to work to gauge like what this means to him. He's just a dude who's crying and he has a really long monologue to get through. Yeah. Crying his eyes out. He was acting. Yeah. He was big time acting. And we've just skipped over the first fight as well. So Dragon Sound one stage in the club where the, another band got kicked off, and I can't remember the name of the other band. Sorry, I'm just pretending that you're saying this as if you've just come back from Club 85 or something. You're totally, <laughs> <Yeah. it's> actually... <laughs> the other band, who the guy who looks like Jeremy Beadle, went to the club owner to really? kick off. Where were you standing, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. To kick off about Dragon Sound, who play songs for kids, which is true, <laughs> because yeah. it's, yeah. Uh, for kicking him off, and he gets annoyed, so he attacks the the club owner, who also knows martial arts. Yeah, everyone knows martial arts. And beats up the band. He's annoyed then, so he gets all his gang together, lo- flipping hundreds of them, to then beat up the band, but the band beat them up, because they're all, it turns out, black belt taekwondo hmm. warriors. Ugh. It's the same old rule. If you know, if you're like really good at fighting, you can handle 40 people, no problem. Just run around and turn around and punch them at the right moments. Yeah. It, uh, this is before we know them. And then we find out that Jim's that. Oh, God. There's a lot happening. There's, a, there's an awful lot happening. There's, uh, there's two uh, musical scenes in two clubs where the song, they play the entirety of the songs and. It's one of those things where verse happens, chorus happens, verse happens, chorus happens, verse happens, chorus happens, and you're thinking, just cut, just cut it. Just yeah, cut or it. at least show us the match and happening. Yeah. Yeah. So it turns out Jeff hates Dragon Sound, but he also has his own gang. And the other band go to visit Jeff's gang in the gym. Hmm. Stay with me. To get Dragon Sound, but Dragon Sound are also on Jeff's hit list, not only because his sister is dating the bassist, but because the ninjas led by Yashido think that Dragon Sound are the only thing in the way of their drug deals in Miami somehow. Anyway, you need to get rid of that band so you can control that area. Don't worry, I already had that planned. What do you want? I'm the leader of a group that played out of Park Avenue. We got fired and then the new group beat us up. So what? I need you to get rid of them. Get my job back. If you do, I'll join up with you. It's just one thing you gotta know. They're all black belts in Taekwondo and they're pretty bad. If you get my job back for me, any money I make is yours. It's a damn band again. A big drug cartel with ninjas, with a force of ninjas under their employment, um, are thinking that this lovely kids band is gonna like destroy their plans for Miami domination. Yeah. But we don't. We haven't seen any of any of that. We don't know why they're involved. Meanwhile, Dragon Sound—they're just having a good time. They're going to restaurants. They're hanging out without their tops on. They go to the beach. Well, they go to the beach in what is can only be described as the "we're not gay" scene. (laughs) We see them all with their tops off, posing in the house, living together, and then we—it very clearly says, "Hey, we're not gay." This is us jumping into women. This is us, like, coming on to women. Oh, it really cr- awful. And they're posing and they're flexing the back of their car. Yeah. It does go into that whole uh, 80s um, 
boner comedy thing of guys literally sexually harassing women and it being okay which is which is which is of its time uh, what was the line a baker's you can't get buns like that at the bakery yeah <laughs> uh okay so rob tell, tell us about the, the the biker gang so the biker gang um so yoshido um he rocks up at this bar one of those bars that's just on the highway in the woods in America and these bikers are having a rowdy time outside in the courtyard and there's women getting their boobs out and there's men being pulled along on rope and apparently the, the YK Kim he just found these guys and he just paid them in beer and then that's how he got them in the movie but why are they what are I, they, don't, I don't know why are they there this is, I, I, it's trying to establish I think what uh, the, the the writing process with this was is Biker's Bad. You assume there's a writing process. <laughs> biker's, biker's Bad, put bad guy with bikers. Uh, audience think Biker's and bad guy bad bad, <laughs> even badder. And have have smoke, drink and be naughty. And that's exactly what happened. It's, it was him, the, him at the bar, Yoshido, like... I think at one moment he beckons over to a topless woman and kind of like, can I grab your breasts as well? Mm. There's a lot of um, unwarranted breast grabbing. Breast grabbing? Um, I think she was on board with it. Yeah, she fair. was fine. Yeah, she was. She was. She was grab my breast. Uh, well, is it because of course what we need to mention is that the ninjas also have motorbikes. So is the implication that the ninjas themselves are bikers? Are bikers. So we we're taking legitimate like Harley Davidson like bikers and we're making them agile but none of the ninjas had beer bellies or beards no so that's nonsense they were quite handy with their with their swords and stuff hmm yes so that I mean that's a film in itself if you take I mean that's a film I want to see is a bad uh, like uh, taekwondo master slash ninja warrior taking an inept band of alcoholic motorcycle maniacs <laughs> and turning them into elegant ninjas. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Mm, yes, it would be interesting. I mean, it would have made the final scene much more interesting. So, I don't know. Do we want to... We don't want to go into spoilers as such, do we? Well, we can We can go into... <laughs> we go into the fact that it ends up as an absolute bloodbath. The whole film, Dragon Sound, are the nicest guys. You've got white. You got Mark. Hi, Mark. Being, he's an obnoxious, horrible friend. I we see him, and he's being friendly. He's being happy, but he's always leading them and telling them what to do, like really minute things all the time. He grabs the picture off of Jim, and he starts. Is this the guy who's teasing him with it? Is, is Mark the one? Or am I getting mixed up with John? I'm going. Which one's Mark? Mark is 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 Kim. Mark is Kim. Yeah. Right. Okay. I got you. Right. And he's always like, "Yeah, let's go get food." Oh, shut up. This is why the the. Uh... This is the ego. Yeah. This is the room territory again. This is why I was getting the room from. It's it's clearly about him. The whole film. It's um, it's like you know, Seagal's another one. It's like when the when there's a a main guy and the film's about this guy and the people behind the scenes want it to be about this guy, then 
he's <laughs> he's it's it's so funny that he's made the decisions to make him the one who's come on guys and those are all like yeah we yeah. follow you he even puts in a taekwondo scene where he's training them and oh, kicking their, on. just kicking their asses and it's just slow motion crap but he's just <laughs> he's just he's he's disarming them and making fools of them and stuff and then they bow afterwards it's like ah yes but you still yeah. respect me the slow motion didn't do jack any justice no he's gone <laughs> he's just making weird faces not putting his face in the right place <laughs> oh man but the um i don't know if we're jumping too far ahead here but there, there's in the final scene um yoshido is involved in the final scene and he's an asian man and then when it comes to his fighting scenes, he's a white man with very thick eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> so, like, what? So, and also the quality drops. So, the film is, like, pieced together. Yeah, on a technical level. The film's pieced together by bit scraps of film because it almost got destroyed in Hurricane Tr- Katrina, I think it was. Yes, it was, yeah. Uh, so, they pieced it all together. Then when they took the film to Cannes... In 1987. What? Can Anyway. Uh, apparently all the distributors hated the ending. It was too miserable. And it is pretty... We were... Yeah. We were gripped. Um, they, they reshot the ending. And the director had already gone. And the actors had already gone. So Kim grabs one of the other actors. Who, I think the guy who played Jeff. With his big thick beard. Mm. And made him the... Uh, the final battle. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's uh, yeah, but that the I mean the last scene. Like you are right. It, there was a obviously there is a lot of violence beforehand, but the dragon friends or whatever the hell they're called go brutal. There's a dude who gets his face slit and oh, before now they're like fighting, but they're not really well. They kill some people. They're but... kind of West Side Story fighting, and then they go yeah. all out bloodbath, stabbing chopping oh screaming the the uh john is by the way about eight foot tall to see an eight foot tall man covered in blood wielding katana screaming oh my god apparently he then went on to have a quite a successful career doing martial arts films no way really good on him yeah i mean did two yeah miami connection what who I can't even work out a question. So Dragon Sound. How would you describe them in three words? Um uh positive. Yes. Gay. <laughs> um and not that there's anything wrong with that. Oh it's, yeah, no, it's all really positive stuff. Like and uh Positive and gay. I don't think okay, they need a right. third word. <laughs> That's fine. Now, how would you describe fist pumping and everything? It was. Yeah. How would you describe the villains? Uh, like st- stupid. There's a lot of envy and a lot of jealousy. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeff. He's very got an incest incest thoughts on his mind. He just wants to have sex with his sister. Like, there's no the whole. That's I, an interesting read. 
Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. All right. There's, there's no. Why is he so jealous of his sister going in a cheap, going for her dreams and playing in this band? You know, if if I if 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 you know if I had a younger sibling and they were like going for it and they were like the singer of a band, I'd be like, yeah, come on, awesome. But he's sat there grumpy in his club. Yeah. He's getting he's getting jealous that she's she's kissing this other guy. And then he comes to introduce himself to, and he hits her. He hits her. This he, mm. he he wants to have sex with his sister. There's a lot of henchmen who are just dumb idiots. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You guys seen Tom anywhere? And they're all weird, different shapes and sizes. In a way, I said during the thing, it reminds me of like Streets of Rage. They're picking up barrels and they're throwing it at each other. Honestly, if you just took one of those streets they're filming in, turn the camera to the wall and went along yeah yeah take any of those actors and then it's streets of rage yeah and have them fight you know alongside the camera it's streets of rage it's just so like one-sided is my point like dragon sound are like there's really like yeah we can do it come on guys let's get some ice cream sort of guys and the villains are just like oh, let's go punch people <laughs> it's just so the eat the this they're is, the, this is what it comes useless. down to it comes down to the Ego of the of Kim. Mm. It's this guy's the best because everyone else are flipping idiots. Yeah, and his disciples, of course. Mm. So, so Kim, you know, he's he is uh, like he's a guy who's come over from Korea and he's got all these self help desires, doesn't he? The 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 guy himself. It's just very funny that he's made this movie and he he borrowed so much money for this movie he he remortgaged his Twaekwondo dojo he like borrowed money from his friends and his family i think he lost millions apparently he lost so yeah i mean this is the thing he he it got shown for a couple of weeks in the couple of free select cinemas and then that was really it <laughs> so imagine all these people relying on you you've taken all this money you've you've put your life savings into this one project and it flops that badly like can you imagine how horrific that would be to experience because that i i do admire him in that sense like you put everything on the line yeah such a it's a big budget for the time for and for what they came out with well it's a million i think i saw which when you're shooting on film that's probably about right uh, to yeah. be fair yeah but i just feel like how much it's not a long film how much do you have to pay up and coming actors to, I guess they can't do Taekwondo, but then even can these guys? I don't know. Was... <laughs> no, no, no. To be fair, the act, the, the some of the fight scenes are brilliant. Don't and get me actually, wrong. the director, uh, what's his name? It, it says Richard Park, but it's actually Park Woo Sang, I think, another Korean guy. Um, to be fair, the action stuff was really good. It was, yeah. No, it was really enjoyable, some especially the at the end, not the added bit at the end. End. Yeah. But the a lot of the sequences are good. It's the talky bits that mm. are just nonsense. Yeah, really, really. Just... I'm, I hope the clips I would have put in before now do it justice on how nonsensical it is. Yeah, it's sometimes incomprehensible. Some of it. My father. My father. I found my father. Oh my god. 
The, I mean, the thing which really got us going at the start was, so John starts talking to, what's the girl's name? Jane. Jane, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she just goes into her life story about all these horrible dead <laughs> relatives. Yeah. The the walk lasts for 30 seconds. It's like, and then my dad died, and then this and this and this, and then my brother hates me, and blah, 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 blah. And we we're like, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> what is this? He didn't even ask you like anything serious. What did he say, didn't he? Well, let's hear about your family. Uh, John, by the way, is basically uh, Clark Kent. Yeah. That's how that's how I hear him. That's how I see him. You're like, I haven't heard anything about your family. Yeah, well, my family died. Yeah. Everyone's dead. It's really... But meanwhile, meanwhile, the audio, they're surrounded by people. Mm. All you can hear is the footsteps of people around them. It's so bad. And there's loads of ADR in the film where they've recorded, they've put the, 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 the voice back in. But not in that scene. We no. can barely hear them. <laughs> so Jane, I've been wondering about your family. Do you have any family or anything? I haven't met anybody yet. Or... Well, I have a brother, as a matter of fact. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be going to this nice school and staying in the nice dorm I'm staying in. It's really nice to him. Except for one thing. I don't really like him. What? You don't like your own brother? Why? Well, I can't really explain it. I just don't like him. What about your parents? Well, they were divorced when, when I was young. My dad took off to some young girl and left my mom and my brother and myself, and she had to raise us all by herself. She had a tough life, and uh, she shortly after that died. And my father died a little while after he left us. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I really enjoyed it. I liked it as a, as a film. Well, here's a really here's a good question. So it was... Y.K. Kim was a, was a martial artist who obviously did Taekwondo um, in America, having moved there. He got given a chance to do a film about Taekwondo, using him as the main character and his students, his Taekwondo students. So the film, presumably then, was to showcase Taekwondo? Yes, yeah. Did it achieve that? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, my, so... All of my tough, manly man friends, mm. they, when they... Ones who put shelves up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they talk about, like, you know, they're into the fighting and the boxy boxes and the and the MMAs mm. and all of that business. Um, I don't know. I don't know how, in what regard they hold Taekwondo now. But when I was in school, that was definitely the cool thing to go to. People would be like, oh, Kung Fu, gross, karate, boring. Like, that. that's rubbish. But then if you say... Oh, I'm gonna to go to a Taekwondo lesson. People are like, oh, that's that's, le- that's legit. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's kicking, punching, it's everything, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe. So so if he's helping him spread the word of of Taekwondo. And by the way, this film was gonna be called Taekwondo, which is awesome. Um, if he's helped spread the word, I don't, of that, I don't get that. What do you mean? It means do is positive. Do it. Oh, I see. Taekwondo. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. If he's helped spread the word. I'm sure some people were inspired. Well, it clearly shows you that Taekwondo 
in terms of this film, is clearly superior to ninjutsu. Those ninjas were falling like dominoes. You will not escape the Miami Ninja. So if it's if that's the point, if it's to sell the concept of Taekwondo, and that you can defeat the villains, oh of course, and there's a this is the film that has the really famous uh, end title. Only through the elimination of violence can we achieve world peace. Ah, having, of course, just watched our heroes murder 70,000 ninjas. So, yes. In that case, it did its job. Did it also showcase their musical talent? Absolutely. What are two really good songs? I mean, one of them, like you just showed me, one of them made its way onto Blood Dragon for the Far Cry expansion. Yeah, yeah, so. it did. It, 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 the best use of it ever. Uh, it's also been referenced in uh, Pharrell Williams' Happy. They had someone had a dragon sound. So it's a film that got picked up by chance on eBay and has become a cultural phenomenon. Well done, YK Kim. Yeah, you, you, you did it. It, did, it took you a few years longer than expected, but you did it. Absolutely. And incidentally, if you want uh, YK Kim, a 74-year-old man, to come and speak at your event, all you need to do is go to ykkim.com. Oh, my God. If this website is so bad, what is there's, there's, there? There's, there's six of him. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Well, that was Miami Connection. We'll be back in two more weeks. Yes. I guess we'll do another vote, shall we? Should we keep throwing out... Yeah, I can do another vote. Well, um, if you want to sign up to our Patreon, me and Adam are doing something very special um, for the night shift next time. Mm, oh, yeah. we. Oh, God. Yeah, we are. Mm. forgot about that. Yes, if you do like what you hear, do sign up to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Media. That's right. Oh, my God. That's been a while since I said that. Uh, do follow us on social media at Media on Twitter and Instagram. And, oh my god, TikTok. We've got a TikTok. Got a TikTok, well done you. Oh, I'm like an 18-year-old, me. And 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 most importantly for this week, um, in not this, well, next weekend, if you're listening... What date, what date? Okay, so. Next weekend, you mean... The, oh, I can't which one is that. 21st. Okay, if you're listening uh, beforehand, on the 21st of May, uh, me and Adam will be at Horicon. We will be uh, Quaggers will be showing. Oh yes, um, it will be there. We will hope you know if you if you're a fan and, and and you're going to Horicon in Sheffield at the Magna Carta Magna Carta Center. That's right, isn't it? Is it just the, is it the Magna Carta Center? Did they make the Magna Carta there? Is it just the Magna Center? Oh, you might be right. There's no Magna. The Magna Carta's long gone. This is gone. all staying in. This is perfect. The Magna. It's the Magna Science Adventure Center. The Magna Science Adventure Center. 21st of May, me and Adam will be at Horicon. Quaggers will be shown. Uh, we'll speak to you afterwards. Um, and obviously, we'll be going to the after party. And yeah, so. Oh, yeah, Rob's chosen my karaoke song, apparently. And apparently, it's good. Yeah, it's you're going to have the time of your life singing it. You're going to literally thank me afterwards. And it's not Stan Bush. No. Oh, my God. Well, well, well. Yes. Come and see Quaggers. It's free, apparently, I guess, if you. Got a ticket. If you've got Horicon. a ticket to Horicon, which is cheap anyway, just come to come to Horicon. And we'll be there. We can do some talking. Yeah, we'll have a camera. You might be on camera and get you on a thing. I don't know. Yeah, we'll network. You know, if you're into films and stuff, we can chat. The bloody. It's not just us. There's also Nick Frost and Malcolm McDowell and all sorts of people. Oh yeah, Horicon's fantastic. I mean, 
Uh, Malcolm McDowell's even doing a special screening of uh, Clockwork Orange with a Q&A on the Friday night. It's flipping cool. Yeah, it's big. We should really probably have made a massive bigger deal about this at the beginning of the podcast. Horrorcon, man. Be there. Yes, come to Horrorcon. Sheffield. Sheffield.